0: Maybe midnight or midday, never early, never late. He gon' stand by what he claimed. Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain. Out in the dark, out in the rain. Feel so alone, feel so afraid. I heard you pray. There. This is Welcome Pastor Yola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I wanted to kind of touch basis with you on today. It is Tuesday morning here. It is about three or four in the morning. And I know this is the time that God usually comes in and he speaks to me. I don't know about you, but lately it has been a lot going on in the world and to me a lot of times we hear from god in so much chaos and even so much peace let me say that one more time we hear from god whether we like it or not we hear from him in so much chaos and in amongst so much peace i know that for now it has started to wrap up A lot of the weeks of summer, and it has a lot of impact on our families and friends, and just the increase of everything. But I'm honestly here to tell you no matter what the situation, no matter how bad it gets, God is still God, and He's still on the throne. And I just wanted to let you know that. It's gonna be some times where we're gonna have good times just to be able to be with the friends and family we do have, and then sometimes it's gonna be chaos. It's gonna be disruption. It's gonna be mayhem. It's gonna be harrowing times. Let me say that one more time. It's gonna be so much emotion, so many haphazardous things that go on. But God, and I was able to start seeing about. My two daughters, younger daughters, that wanted to start about swimming. And I know there's a stigma towards swimming and uh, also for Blacks to be able to go swim. But I suggest, please, for every child, they need to learn how to be able to swim. It can save their, their very lives, especially with so many things that's going on. You need to be prepared. And as I was saying that, we need to be prepared also in the spiritual. I don't care what's going on. I don't care the situation. Sometimes we get so busy as parents and as a mother, we get busy with our children. So we neglect ourselves. We neglect so many facets of our lives. But God is supposed to be. Is is the main reason why we are here, why we exist. So we need to be able to give him the glory, the honor, the praise that is due to him and him alone. Now, I'm going to say this, and I make a lot of people upset. And a lot of times God tugs at my heart for so many such a time as this, so many different reasons he tugs at my heart. But the main reason now, is solace, is confirming, is healing, is deliverance, is telling the truth and not trying to seem as though you're upset, you're manipulating, you're twisting the word of God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, a lot of people don't understand the magnitude in which A lot of people hear from God and sometimes we have to put what we have heard from him on paper and then to project it out of our mouths. And I was having a conversation, see I have conversations a lot with a lot of different people and just to, you know, it was like a foreshadowing of what I had a conversation with my husband. And we were talking about how a prophet is like a bubbling or babbling brook. And we talk a lot. And as prophets, we're the mouthpiece of God. We're here to sit here and honestly tell you what thus says the Lord. Amen. And sometimes those words come out harsh, but it's beneficial for your good. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. The way that God comes in and he he places the words into our mouths, we can be so profound, so understanding, so many times we're able to hear from God and project it out that people think we don't care about them, that we don't love them, that we don't sincerely have to understand them and their senses and their feelings. I'm going to put it to you right now. I don't care about what you're feeling. I care about how God is in your life. I care about if you go to hell or not. I care about, oh, y'all don't hear me though. I care about how significant he is in your life and i care about your very soul and sometimes we as human beings we want to be so sensitive towards the feelings and not what god says not what thus says the lord that we become so monetized and we so oh let me be compassionate yes But also at the same time, be sensitive towards what God is telling you and don't sugarcoat it just because it doesn't feel good or it's not going to be good for you or so you think. Oh, I'm going to put it to you because this was going into my topic and God was sitting here and saying, you love them so much that the very times and the very seasons, do you understand? So many people don't want to hear hell is a place. So many people don't want to hear. Well, if you do this and this, your consequences are dire. Do you understand the things, the very things that you're doing now, God wants you to immediately, if they're not of God, stop it. And Sometimes God sends people your way, and I'ma say it like I mean it, so that you can immediately understand the significance and the verity of who God is and how it is important and how it is vital in your life. Well, Pastor, you know, sometimes you you yell and you scream, and I said, I'm sorry, but I'm passionate about what I hear about and what I'm living. I'm not sorry that this is a part of my life and I'm not going to try to negate from it just because of who you feeling about or what you're feeling. Because nine times out of 10, the prophets of old didn't do that. See, that's the difference between a pastor and prophetic. I can only sit here and tell you what thus says the Lord, because I was called first as a prophet and I God. Let me note this and I'll, let me say this. I was called first to be a pastor and I denounced that. I didn't want to keep that. I didn't want to recognize that. And then God brought profit. See, there is a difference, a distinct difference between loving on you and letting you understand how significant, how vital it is to understand and know who God is, His Word, and living by His principles. Do you understand? I had to go through so many different things. I had to go through so much, honestly, rage, hatred, jealousy, misunderstandings, treatments, so many different things to be able to get to this point. Not just from birth all the way through. So I'm used to people sitting here and saying, well, you're mean or you're misunderstanding. Okay, let me clarify for you. I'm not here for your feelings. I'm here to tell you what God says do. And then I have to move on. Not to be able to be mean, but to be able to address what is going on. Now, all the prophets that I've researched thus far, because that is something that I need to bring out into my Whole entire podcast of later on in my whole entire thing is that a lot of times the prophets will tell you what thus says the Lord, and they don't mean it to be mean, but they mean it in order for you to get the point, to get the whole entire situation or matter and how vital and important it is to your life. Now, I developed this podcast for. Also to address it, how people psychologically are thinking about it. How we are able to soak it in marinate the word of God. And how our way of thinking sometimes can object to the way that God wants us to be. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. People are used to a certain way of receiving things. My daughter says her way of thinking is totally different than my way. And that is totally up to her she wants it well you need to talk to me in a monotone way and for her absolutely that's her way but for me i am one of those when i am passionate when i am very not obscured, when it becomes vital in my whole entire being, I am going to get vocal. I am going to express myself. And I am going to sit here and tell you how God says it and how he has been able to deliver me and so many different other people. Do I yell? Yes, I do. But also at the same time, I'm showing you love because I'm telling you how it is, not by just my voice, but also how it is in the natural and in the spiritual. See, some people don't want to sit there and have it at the monotone way because some of y'all won't even move right. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, some of us want it so lukewarm. We want it so projectile and we want it so... uh, calming and nurturing no i'm sorry that's not the way that god is going to give it to me all the time so if this is not the podcast for you please keep moving i am not upset nor am i offended but this is the way that god has already shown me how my podcast is supposed to go now if you don't know me personally get to know me i'm on facebook but also at the same time Get to know the prophetic part of me and start understanding and knowing when it is of God and when God is speaking through me. There is so much passion and so much heart. And I have to honestly sit here and tell you that sometimes my voice may go up because God needs for it to go up. And then God sits there and says, calm down, because the people might not understand or want to project Or say, wait a minute, hold up, this pastor, I have been called zealot. I have been called mean. I have been called vile. I have been called all of these different things, and it has not moved me. So please, if this is not the podcast for you, please move on. I have nothing against you. I love you with the love of the Lord. But I am one of those that when God speaks through me and talks to me, and gives me the words that he needs for me to hear and give to you, I am going to be passionate and I'm going to give it out the way that God gave it to me. And that is the word. Amen. Now let's move on. I wanted to let you know the topic that God has been able to honestly give to me today. God has given me this topic. How deep is your love for me now? The term love in the Bible, we know four different types of love. But the one that I wanted to focus in on, according to what Christians wants to know, is agape, which means generally assumed to moral goodwill, which proceeds from esteem, principle, duty and it is neither an attraction or charm it means to love the underserving despite disappointment and rejection do you understand how deep is your commitment to God and when he woke me up with this it was a mind heart body soul check Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It's a heart, mind, body, soul check. It is starting to become now more than ever as the body of Christ. We want everything easy and smooth when it is not. You want everything given to you, but you haven't worked for the benefits of who God is in you. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. You don't want to suffer. You don't want to sit here and recognize who God is in you. You don't want to sit here and be against the crowd. You want to people please and not do what God says do. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, when you don't understand the significance, when God gives it to me, Don't you know it hits me first and then I have to go and I have to tell you? Some people may not be pleased with this, but this is what God is telling me. How deep the depths of your love for him. How deep is it? It, Is it where you have to sit here and sacrifice? See, sometimes we don't want to sacrifice because it costs us something. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It cost us something. It it cost us the way that we want to live. It cost us to be able to give time to God. It cost us to get up at three or four in the morning. Come on now. It cost us to go to bed at night because sometimes we have to be able to be obedient. See, I can't give you the word if I didn't hear anything. Oh, come on now. See, sometimes my heart and my mind, I'm asking God, what is I'm supposed to tell the people of God? What do they need to know in this time, in this hour? Not just sitting here and giving you topics, just to sit here and say, I've given the word, I've given my time, I've given you know everything, but no, God is sitting here and saying, The time that I'm giving you, the platform I'm giving you, the podcast I'm giving you. It is vital to understand and know you got to give what God has given you. And don't negate from what God has given you. I can't put a time period on when God is going to give me my word or when he's going to give the word of God to me. Let me paraphrase. Let me say this one more time. It's not my word. It's God's word. And I don't know when God is going to give me the topics of who he is and how relevant it is today. Sometimes God will give me in-depth topics that it takes me weeks or months to be able to gather and to grow and learn and to process everything. And then God will sometimes sit there and say, you know what? I need you to give this word. And this is the scripture you're coming from. See, sometimes we, we want the microwave stuff and God is sitting here and telling you he's not a microwave God. He's not instant. Oh, y'all don't understand me. See, he wants to give you something. When I was growing up and I grew up in the seven, you know, I grew up and in the 80s, 90s. And my grandmother and my grandfather, big mom, big daddy, would give me something that will stick to my gut. And will stick to my bones. Or they would say, stick to your gut until you have to go eat lunch. Y'all don't hear me, though. See, the words that sometimes God gives me, and not sometimes, but all the time, he gives me, I have to have that to stick to you. And I have to be able to get down into your spiritual marrow of your bone. Do you understand? It shakes you and quakes you, but it makes you question. God, are you with me? God, am I stabling you? God, do I need this? God, do I need to go here? God, do I need to go there? Do I need to hear from you and sit here and honestly say, yes, I need to hear from you. But then God, I need to understand what are you telling me for thus says the Lord. God, I need to preserve myself. How do I preserve myself? See, that's the thing is that you got so many pastors, preachers, apostles, prophets, you know, all these false people talking. But never giving you something that's sticking to your gut. Never giving you something that's going to be able to sustain you in this time, in this period, in this time as such as this, in Esther and Mordecai. Y'all, see, there is something that I, I distinctly said to God, and I honestly meant it when he gave me this podcast to give me words of encouragement. Yes, rebuke when we have to, but also to be able to make sure that it balances out, that you're going to have to stick to your gut, that it's going to stick to your gut, but at the same that time, you need to understand we as Human beings, we have a tendency to want to sweeten everything. But God said a lot of the times when he gives the word, it's sweet when you taste it, but bitter going down. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. See, it's so many times where he has the prophets. He, he's he been able to give the word and it goes down sweet. But then sometimes it you taste it and it's sweet and then it hits you and it becomes bitter going down. This is what the word of God is. And this is the word of God to me all the time. It's not always sweet. It is uh, tantalizing. Oh my God, you say tantalizing, but to my soul is tantalizing bitter because I have to give it to you the way that God gave it to me. And all the time is not going to always be pleasing to the ears. It's not going to always be pleasing to the heart. But guess what? Don't you know, the most nastiest stuff that I can honestly tell you when I was growing up. And I call it like the black, you know, just this. It was just a mixture of just the stuff in a jar. And it was so black and so looking so nasty. And it was nasty when you taste it. But do you understand? I never had a day where I missed school. I never had a day where I was sick for more than an hours. You know what I mean? I don't understand how you sit here. And I'm going to say it like God told me. And I'm going to tell you. How can you sit here and hear the word of God but not apply it to your life? God is calling us out. And we need to hear his call. I say me, me, myself, too. I'm included because I am with you. I have things that I need to be able to get over and also conquer. I am not perfect. No one is. But what I'm telling you is that when I receive the word of God, I have to be obedient to do what God says do. I don't know about you, but my depths of the love of God is that if i do not do what god says do, i am i am i am responsible for every word that comes because that's from thus says the lord now i'm gonna tell you like this also too it's about us being able To genuinely assume to moral goodwill, which process from esteem principles, also duty rather than attraction or charm. It means to love the underserving, despite disappointments and rejection. Don't you know, and I've said this before, God loves us so much. That during all the time, we're not even worthy to even be called his children. We're not even worthy of our lives. Do you understand? His son had to come down 42 generations and so many people think, wait a minute, that's a man. No, that was God wrapped up in flesh. And walked amongst us. That's what the word says. You don't understand the validity. Of you coming down from heaven. And taking up. The mantle of suffering. The mantle of preaching the word of God. And being able to dwell among people. That do not want you. And reject you on every side. Do you understand? Do you understand? The depths of who? See, we've been able to have so many different people to go in so many depths into the ocean. And I've looked at it and I'm sitting here and I'm analyzing that so many people, especially in Japan, would go so, and Greece would go down into the depths of the ocean just to see what's there. And some of them made a livelihood out of it. Do you understand the depths we have to go in order for us to be able to learn and function and go to proceed and grow in God? By just not just simply reading it, but applying the word of God to our lives. Wait a minute, Pastor. you you talking like, look. Do you understand? It took me 46, and I'm still learning, okay? 46 years to comprehend, ascertain, understand that we need, is necesito. God, in Spanish it means I need him. He is necessary. I cannot live without him. My very breath. Depends on who God is. Y'all don't understand. My very next breath, my whole entire being, my lineage, my children, my generation, my courage, my deliverance, my proceeds, my everything, all the assets I have, all the debts and all the things that I come with me. Yeah, I got debt, but that debt was paid on the cross. Oh, y'all don't hear me. See, sometimes we think as in the natural, but in the spiritual, we are no longer indebted. We are no longer sitting here with our head held down. Do you understand God has wonderfully and fearfully made you? And some of us, some of us, And for some of us, that still hasn't resonated in our lives. For some of us, we're still held bound by the debt of sin that has come into our lives. See, the love of God, the agape, is deeper than the depths of the ocean. Do you understand? It is deeper than a mother loving their child. It is deeper than the father loving their child. It is deeper because God calls us. Just like he went and called Samuel as a child, he calls us. He calls us to change. He calls us to manifest who he is in the natural as well as in the spiritual. See, there is a significance of how the depths of our soul. He is so particular. He was able to imprint your thumbprint and no one else has it. He is able to have your eyelashes in a certain way. He has been able to have your eyebrows and your hair. and He knows you on the inner parts of you. He knows the biology and has consecrated and given his name to your body. And your DNA is consecrated in God. That's how much death he is. So I'm asking you, saints of the Most High and the ones that don't believe in God, how deep is your love for him? See, That hit me like a ton of bricks because do you understand that every time I understand how God is sitting here and calling me and echoing my name and saying, how deep am I to you? Do I love you enough like you love me? Come on now. Do you sit there and you ponder about how God has brought you through? How I don't care what age you are. Do you honestly sit there and say, God has brought me from thus and thus and thus. God has brought me from Birmingham, Alabama to South Korea in a lifetime in span, and given me so many places to live. So much education, so much languages, so much culture and all of these things he has given me. But it doesn't mean anything if I don't sit there and thank him for everything he's done. If I don't sit there and give my whole entire being, my whole entire existence to him, y'all don't understand. And when I say y'all don't understand, sometimes in my subconscious, I have to sell myself, I don't understand. I don't understand how someone... That is an almighty God, all knowing, omnipresent, omnipotent. Can know me and know my sins and know the very depths of me and still love me no matter what. Y'all, marinating that. See I understand that we get preoccupied with our lives, but don't you know, he's a gentleman and he is always waiting on you. He is always willing to talk to you, to correspond with you, to sit there and honestly tell you what he feels and how he feels. And then at the same time, he shows you so much love, so much compassion, so much heart, but also he shows you the consequences to your actions. Oh, let me say it. God, that's, oh, but Pastor, that's not part of how God, lo- yes, it is. Yes, it is. He He sits there and he tells you. He loves you enough that he gives you the best. And he doesn't sit there and just gives you any type of work. He gives you the best jobs. He gives you the best things that money can't even buy. He gives you the respect. He gives you the honor and the glory. And yet is still as his son and his child and as his creation, he gives it to you. But do you sit there honestly and reject it? or do you accept it and say God is good? When is the last time you sat there and say, "God, you're so good. Father, you're so good." Don't you know? Some days can be your last and you haven't even told God thank you. And oh, let me tell you by the way, because you've been so got so many benefits that don't mean that it comes from God. Let me tell you, let me say that for the people in the back some of the benefits you got is from yourself and from the enemy because you sit there and you don't even give god the glory when you get to a certain way in your life you forget him and god is sitting here and saying absolutely not i will not let my glory go to another oh y'all okay See, some of us don't want to hear it because we've been sitting here and sitting here and patty with the enemy. And God is telling you, come from among them and be ye separated. The relationship you have with the enemy, you can't even fight your own demons. And I've heard this so much on Facebook, saw it visually and saw it in so many different ways. You can't even fight your own demons because you've been sitting here and you've been patty with them. You've been playing with them. Don't you know the value of the relationship you have with God is so much more precious than all the money in the world, all the things you have, all the possessions you have. God is significant in that he is something you can't buy. You cannot buy God's love. It is automatically given. Now it's up to you to develop one relationship with him. It is up to you to love him the way that he loves you. And how can I do that, Pastor? By simply, when you see someone and you testify to them, you're telling them of God's love. You're telling them of where you used to come from. And whether it is from crack cocaine or any other thing that you've been doing, fornication, adultery, whatever you've been doing, even down to how you think. Pastor, I mean, no, because if you tell it your testimony, the enemy can't taint you. The enemy has no arsenal, no, no, no way of being able to come and combat you because you just told everything. And I was looking at how Adam and Eve was naked in the garden before sin came. Don't you know, when you tell your sin, you are becoming naked and vulnerable before God. When you tell all that you've done to God, don't you know? God is pleased with you because you expose all the things that's been going on with you. He knew, He knows everything. But when you go and you have an honest conversation with God, it opens your eyes and your heart and your mind towards, I mean, the multiple possibilities. He loves you no matter what. And I tell a lot of the ones that know me personally, I tell them I love you no matter how. I don't care what you have on you. I don't care how this and this is going. I don't care what you do. But guess what? I still love you. Because I had to learn that God loved me first in order for me to pour out into anyone else. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God had to teach me how to love myself in order for me to love someone else in order for me to sit here and honestly tell them how I feel about, not how I feel, but how it is for me. How how all these things go on in me and God has to be able to come in and cover the whole entire part of me. He has to come in and shape me and mold me. He has to love on me some days when I don't even feel right. Oh, it's not about the emotions. Yes, sometimes God will sit there and He will cover you even through all the things you have to go through. Well, Pastor, I understand we go through a lot as in children, to adults and you know preteen. but God is there and He hasn't left us. Man can sit there and say, well, you know, God let this happen. No, when you sin, and we all sin, and see, people make choices. I had to look at this thing. See, people make choices, what comes out of their mouths. People make choices, what their actions and their thought process is and their heart posture is. And it becomes a hindrance to children, to preteens, and also to young adults. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Every time that something happened to you, someone else made the choice to do it to you. Now you have a choice to give it up. Tell God, you know what? I feel sorry for the one that had did that to me. Now I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive them and let me forgive myself. Because sometimes we feel as though we are our worst enemy. And then at the same time, God give me discernment. Give me the wisdom of Solomon to know the difference. And to know when someone's lying to me and when someone's telling me the truth. See, there's significant, sincere uh, plight of who we are in God. And so many people want to sit here and denounce how God is for us. But he is our all in all. And he hasn't changed. We we age, we grow up, but God has not changed his mind towards us. He knows us from the very depths of our soul, and he still loves us. He loves us so much that not just he gave his son, and that is the ultimate gift. He also gave us eternal life, something that we were significantly... uh gone from. Let me say that one more time. Significantly we were not supposed to have eternal life but God ordained it in the beginning to have Jesus to come on the scene. Did it take time? Oh yes. But God's way is perfect and he comes right in on time. Amen. May not be when we want to but God comes in on time. Now Mark and it says in the King James Version, Mark 12 and 30 and 31. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with thy heart and with, thy, with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Let's go down to 31. And the second is like, namely, thus, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Let me say that one more time. And the second is like, namely, This, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment giveth greater than these. Okay. So, when you love someone, and we talked about God's love, you love them enough to be respectful, but you try your best to be able to tell them the truth. And honestly, sometimes people will reject it. Let's just be honest. When you tell them the truth, it's hard to pillow and to swallow without water. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. God gives us the word of for people to know, understand, comprehend. But God also knows the person. God knows the temperance, knows the tolerance, knows the individual. Like I said before. My daughter doesn't like the yelling, doesn't like the screaming. But at the same exact time, God knows sometimes he has to yell and scream to get our attention. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God gives us a tolerance and for some, they don't want to move this generation. If you're yelling at them, but at the same exact time, do you understand? that the significance of them having to move in a dangerous time, you yell and you say, move, move, move. There is an alarm. You don't sit there and be quiet about the danger. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You are not quiet about the danger that's going to come upon someone inflicting bodily harm to someone else or to themselves. Or they're in a situation where it is life or death. You do not sit there and remain calm. So why is it that so many people want the body of Christ to remain calm during this time? We're not trying to panic. We're just making you aware of what's going on in this world. Whether we like it or not, God is speaking And we need to listen. We need to hear so much so, not just through the yelling, but also when we hear the passion, we hear the understanding, we hear the comprehension, we hear God volumes, 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 volumes of who God is. And not just, when I say volumes, it's the frequency, And I love how God gave it to me. And I will preach that next time. But I will give you a snippet. The volume and frequency that God... Some of us needs... You remember you... When you... I I know I'm the 80s or 90s. It used to be where you can go and get a cassette tape or a boom box. But you had to turn up a knob in order for you to hear the music really well. You had to push play and instead of you just having your iPad or i, you know iPod or your phone, your iPhone or what have you, you used to have to work in order for you to hear the sound. And now God is telling you, go back. I need you to hear what I'm telling you by turning up the volume. All y'all don't hear me. See, God wants us to work at our relationship. He wants to hear you in the beginning of the day, and he wants to hear you at night. There is significant progress to know that when we go to church, when we are listening and hearing in God, when we have a prayer life, when we're fasting and meditating, don't you know we we live longer than the ones that do not hear appear to God? That do not listen to God, that do not abstain from all the evil. See, there's a difference that people don't understand. This is part of love, is that we don't participate all. We don't participate at all once we start having the knowledge that we're not supposed to do something. Oh, y'all don't hear me, dog. What do you mean, pastor? When you find out that you can't steal. To get your candy, but you gotta go and you gotta pay the candy man or candy woman. That's up to you, whatever God had, you know, at the time. But usually, you know, I would go and I would ask my big mama or big daddy, my grandparents, for some penny candy. And I don't I see I'm I'm old school like that, so it's okay for me to say this. Oh man, um, Pastor, you yeah, I'm that seasoned, but Anywho, look, I used to go get collect pennies because I used to do stuff chores around the house. That's hopefully for some people, that's not a growing out season. But anyway, I went and I collect pennies. And my pennies, you know, because it's one cent, don't you know you have to gather? You have to work for those things. And once I got a dollar, penny candy now, I would go to the candy lady or the candy man. And, you know, I would knock on the door and I'll say, sir, ma'am, can I please have some candy? And they would open up the door and they would have like a bag and they wouldn't tell you what's in the bag. Sometimes they would just sit there and give you the bag and you would give them their your pennies. Now, that's a fair exchange, right? Because I worked for them. God gave me something in return. Let me say, oh, man, you don't understand. God, I thank you so much when God sat there and he you give his give your life over to him all the benefits all of the assets all of the things the debt all of that that you used to have in the world God comes and he says you know what I'm going to give you something greater because you chose me I, I I I have a choice, yes, yeah, see, I have a choice in the matter to give my pennies to something else or put them in my penny loafers. Some of y'all don't know that. Google it, okay? But you would honestly sit there, shine up the penny, put it in your shoe. That was your, you know, you don't they don't have too many of those uh penny loafers. And my my pennies were precious like your life is precious like your character is precious like your whole entire being of who people try to downtrod you is precious how people sit here and they see that god has done something in your life that is so positive but they want to snuff it out don't you know it's precious So when God sits there, he comes in and he clears the whole entire plate or the table that you sit at and he sees the old dusty food that you've been eating at and he wants to be able to come into your life and you accept him and he comes in and he cleans off this plate and gives you new things in your life. That's love. That's that's grace. That's mercy. See, the thing of it is, is that people want to keep you in a certain way because they don't want to see you elevated. Now, some people, some people, while the ones that really want to clap for you and be there for you and know who God is in you, that's showing who God is, that that knows that God, you're operating in this person. And let me be able to be the sister or the brother they need at this time in this moment. That's loving your neighbor. And even when you don't like them, still pray for them. Still still pray for them and let them still pray for them. Say, God, you know, I thank you so much for clarifying. Let me see the real person they are. But God, I'm asking you to please first let me forgive them. And then also at the same time, let me learn and grow from it. I had to learn that a lot. I had to learn to grow from people's minds and hearts about me. Come on now. And I had to learn I'm thankful and grateful that everybody is not going to have the same opportunities and benefits as me. I am a totally different person. And they are a totally different person. But the one common thing is, is that we're both made from God and also at the same time God removes people for your benefit let me say that one more time for the people in the back God removes people from you for your benefit whether it's mother father sister brother whoever it is in your family or friends he moves them for a reason because they can't go with you They can't go and they can't be able to go over this ministry or or talk to this person because they weren't for you. Their true heart posture was finally exposed. And now you have to sit there and say, okay, God, let me forgive this person no matter what's going on and let me grow from it. Some people don't want to hear that, but this is what it is. This is what love is. You got to grow in order for you to cut some things. You have to grow. You love on them, you thank God for them, but also at the same time, you got to learn from what they taught you, which is sometimes not to be. Now, Matthew 5 and 44, let me go a little bit, I'm going ahead of myself, but Matthew 5 and 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that which spitefully use you and persecute you. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. See, Right now, we are getting into the process of people are coming out and it's been happening, but God is starting to shed a whole lot more light on people that are physically and mentally hurting the body of Christ. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. There is a thing that persecution is going to come to the church around the world. And it's been going on for some time. You see a lot in China. You see a lot in the countries that are communist. You see so many different people's lives are being taken because they believe in the one true God. And that is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They have put their lives, they have taken their vows, they have been able to honestly run the race. And we in the United States and in the free country, we don't take that personal and it should be personal. It should be a whole lot of magnetized on the whole entire thing of what's going on. Magnetized, I mean magnified and edified into where we need to see it. See, it used to be underneath a microscope. Now it's full blown. They have, you know, seen it in the Olympics. They have seen it in different places and different venues. And some people want to shy away from it. But it's the same for us. It's just like, that's my brother. That's my sister. That's going through the same Horrific things. Oh, and some people say, wait a minute, Pastor. We, I have, and I'll be honest with you, we have not been through what those people have been through. We have not been able to sit there and honestly say, just like Paul and of all the apostles and all of the people of old, we haven't been to the point where we are like, you know, having to be persecuted like Nero. That used to persecute the Christians so bad that he made candlesticks out of the bodies. Come on now. We haven't gotten to that point yet where lions and tigers and, and bears are, are placed in a, a coliseum. And we have been not ripped to shreds. We haven't been placed yet like that. So I understand we go through. We have bills that need to be paid. We, we are you know, teeter-tottering on if we should pay our gas or pay, you know, help our children. Um, We have so many families that are hurting and starving. But we don't want to, we don't want to address that. And don't you know, in the body of Christ, if one of us are hurting, then we should be able to sit there and say, you know what, let me go help this sister. If we can. And if God has sit here, and he sees the compassion you have. Sometimes we—it's not even an option. Don't you know? Sometimes I would see people and they're struggling, and God say, "Go give them that. Go, go hand them what you—you know—you have. It's the very little that you still have. But God sits there and He says, "I'm going to take care of you. Have you done that even? See, that's love too. See, sometimes you have to give something that you don't have to someone else because God sit there and he'll tell you, you know, sometimes and I've seen it in my lifetime and I've done it too. God said, go, go pay for this woman's groceries. I'm like, God, this is all what we had. And this is the situation that sometimes before I could even say it out of my mouth, I'm going. And I would give whatever God told me to give to that person and they would be shocked and amazed. But because of my obedience, let me say that one more time for the people in the back because of my obedience, whether it was financial means or, or what have you to bless that person, it could be something physical at just a hug or being able to be there to talk to this person. Don't you know, God gives that back to you because you were obedient. It is so many different things that God gives you because of the love you express towards someone else. And you still don't fathom how God loves us just that much. How God sits there and he he thinks about you every day. And you don't even know. I don't even know. We don't even know the depths of how God has been able to bless us throughout everything. Now, 1 Corinthians 5 and 5 out of King James Version. Yet again, to deliver such as one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the days of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. 1 Corinthians 5 and 5, to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the days of the Lord Jesus. Do you understand the value and the significance of the word of God? This is love too. When God tells you, no, don't do that. It's because he loves you enough. Don't go put that on. Don't go sit here and be in this relationship. Did God call you to be able to sit here and have this relationship with this person? We may know God is sitting here and saying, wait a minute, this person is not right for you. This person's not going to treat you right. Now I'm talking to man and woman. Do you understand the significance of being in a relationship with someone and it is not a God. It is damaging to your soul. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back because people don't understand. I've been in those type of relationships and it bothers me because women and men will get in those relationships because they think they need that is a need. No, it's you need God. The other person is an option. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I told my husband this, and a lot of people don't understand the significance, is that God let me choose you. That I am a choice. Like you are a choice to me. He is a choice. I am a choice to him. See, there is a significance of knowing that God, my marriage is God-ordained. And also at the same time, people need to understand there is a significance of who God is in my life and how I am able to address those things. And you sit here and you, you, you get with these people so that you can get a car, you can get all this other stuff. But at the same time, your love, the depths of who you are towards that person do you understand the significance i had to leave some things i had to have to make a choice to leave some things in order for me to get married wait a minute pastor what you talking about do you understand that i had to leave my singleness in order for me to get married i had to leave my way of thinking in order for me to be able to be with this person I had to be able to understand the significance and the covenant of who God is in our marriage towards one person to another. And so many people don't understand that. Well, Pastor, you know, your mindset. No, I had to to let go of my singleness. I had to let go of the thought that I was with just one person or the thought that I was supposed to be, you know, a mother or 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 going this place or going that place and you have to get into a mindset and significantly your mindset has to change your thought process has to change your posture has to change the same way in God you're no longer with the enemy you're with God you are no longer doing this or that smoking dope uh, drinking having sex with this person or 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 having intimate relationships with all these different people you no longer have that option you have only and and that's the thing is that it falls away do you understand when you turn your life over to god and the love that god has shown you you don't want to do those things anymore you, you don't want to sit up here and, and, and smoke pot or or go and have sex or drink or, or be in a relationship that doesn't profit you anymore. You, you don't want to be around certain people because they project that towards you and the understanding, the hatred, the isolation, the hurt, the pain. You don't want to be around that. God doesn't want you around that. Man, pastor, it's all part of love. Yes, it is. It's a part of love. See, the hard thing is that we need to understand. Tough love, we don't see that too much. We don't get the heart-to-heart conversation or so. We don't hear God. That's why a lot of people have to come our way. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We don't want to hear from God. That's why God sends people and said, hey, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't be like that. Don't go this place. Don't go black. Don't be with this person. Don't be around that place. Don't, don't sit there and, you know, have these people around you. I don't care if they're family or friends or what have you, please don't. Cause that's ruining the relationship you have with God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, sometimes we don't want to hear the tough love. Y'all don't want to hear the conversations. You don't want to hear when God says no, 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 no. See, no is a good thing because we don't always have access to everything. We need to cut that access off, especially if it's not of God. We need to cut it off. We need to honestly sit there and say, this is not supposed to be a part of my life, so I need to cut it out. You love on people, yes. You you do what God says do, yes. But at the same exact time, if they're not living, not doing what God says do, or they're limiting your access to God, they call you all the time gossiping, throwing the trash or the dirt into your yard when you just beautified your yard. That's not right about someone else. That's not right. You need to speak up. You need to say, I'm sorry. You can't do that. You can't sit here, you know, until you and that person hash it out. Don't call me. Don't talk to me. You need to go talk to them. And people have this tough type of situation, this tough type of scenario. Pastor, you can't be like that. Yes, I can say that because that's what the word says. If you have an alt against your brother, you need to go and tell them. And if they and bring a witness, and if they don't want to paraphrase and if they don't want to recognize what they've done wrong then go ahead and dust the feet off your feet cut it you know just go ahead and knock it off your feet and move on forgive them and keep it going and also at the same time knowing that everybody is not going to be the same everybody is not going to be um the same vitality, the same vitalness the same uh tenacity the same uh, things of God, but sometimes you have to sit there and have the hard points to come through. Some people don't want to be, they don't want to be bold. They want to sit here and be passive and be so cowardly towards how they're preaching God's word. You cannot be like that. Oh, come on now. That's part of, that's part of love too. You have to tell them straight. You You don't have time. Time is becoming so much shorter than what we think time is not even even it's like that it's like a pop and it's is here it, it's like god is coming back and he keeps telling me i am soon to return love on people while you can you love on them and you thank god for them but also at the same time you have to turn some people over to god because they don't want to listen and in that sometimes the love that you show that can bring the whole multitude of the hurt and the pain that they suffered through their lifetime, it can come crashing down. So many people, I've seen so many people out of cults, witches, warlocks. I mean people because they were shown the genuine love of Christ. They didn't have words. They didn't, you didn't have to have words. Sometimes it's just the being able to understand the love and the concern. And sometimes it was just a simple hug, just a simple love, just to recognize them to say, Hi, how are you doing? Do you understand that significance? And people don't get that. So many people don't sit here and say, hi, they, they walk around, they, they get to that point where I'm, they say to themselves, I am not significant enough. And when they're recognized, that's when a lot of them break down. That's when a lot of them are trying to understand and say, I need someone to help me. I need someone to recognize me. And through you, because you are of God, get, you get to recognize them, saying hi. How are you doing? Is everything okay? Do you understand? It doesn't. It, it doesn't hurt, or it. You don't get paid. You know. Some people sit there and they tell me, "I'm sorry." How do I say it, Lord? It. 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 It, it doesn't hurt to be a human being. It doesn't hurt to show compassion. It doesn't hurt you anything to just be there for someone. See, we're so used to people having degrees and certification and all of these things. And yes, that's good. But at that immediate time and point, sometimes people just want you to hear them, listen to them, digest what's going on. And sometimes just they just need a hug. They just need someone to love on them. And that's why so many times, and I'm going to say it this way too, I've learned That when I was in the customer service field, so many people would come off of work and they would be cussing or they would use foul language or they would, you know, get hurt or disgruntled or what have you. And I didn't take it to heart. And they would come back and say, you know, hey, Miss Tanya, you know, I'm sorry that I said this or I said that. And I would honestly tell them, I understand I don't take it to heart because you had a bad day, did you not? And they were like, yes, ma'am, I did. And I said, look, when you take it out on a stranger, that magnifies that. That causes them to think of how important they are in your life. And then I tell them, do you understand? If I would have took it to heart, it would have hurt me. And I wouldn't have probably wanted to come back to work. And they still apologize, but at the same time, it was about having to honestly have that that gut check, that, 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 that stick into your ribs kind of check. Like, man, you know, she said that. And it would make them think the next time that I say something, or the next time that, you know, I act out of character, that might hurt someone else. That might sit there and make it to a point where people don't really you know think about themselves they they don't sit there and realize that they can do damage just by the words they say and i always say this life and death is in the tongue every time it's it's every time you can cut someone down or lift someone else with your tongue but please know the definition and i'm gonna say it like this Please know the definition of when someone is cutting you down and when someone is lifting you up. Please know the definition when they're speaking with passion and understanding and of God. And please know the definition when they're honestly speaking from God. Please know the definition of who God is in their lives. It's not just for now. it's for It's, it's all eternity. Please know the definition of love and this time. Amen? And thank you for listening. And if you like what you are hearing, please follow and subscribe to us. If you want to hear more from us, you can find us on the various platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music and Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podcast, Podchaser, and other major platforms. This is to show and leave us a five-star rating to let other people know that we are doing a really good job here. And I wanted to let you know also, I have my children also working on these podcasts with me. So you're getting a perspective from, you know, as an adult to also sometimes as various levels of children and their ages. It is not just me. It's also all of us, so please subscribe to us today. Let us be able to help us to be able to reach more people. And also at the same time, if you have any questions or comments, please find me on Facebook on it is written at Atro Prophet. And also I am Latanya Uyola L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And it has been my pleasure be able to come on it is written by afro Sitcher prophet i love you love that you have been able to listen to me i thank you so much for the ones that started with me and continuously be with me and i know that there are more things and more situations and more episodes and more things that god has to pretty much download into me into you but i wanted to let you know that the mindset is very important how we here think about how God is to us. And if you haven't received God as your personal Savior, please go to Romans 10, 9, and 10. He said, with the heart, man has made confession. And with the mouth, we have been able to be redeemed. Paraphrasing to God. If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our heart, that we have been saved, we are saved. And we need to be able to honestly go before God and say, please, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Heal my heart and my mind. Come into me. Dwell within me. And you know that's going to be life-changing. Is it going to be work? Yes, it's going to be work. But it's going to be worth it. And thank you so much once again. We have so many more things that we have to be able to go through. New episodes. Oh, my God, new things for the new time in our lives. Can Konosimida, annyeong. Sometimes it's years, it some face a lifetime of falling tears, but he's in the darkness, he's in the cold, just like the morning, he always shows. It may be midnight or midday, it's never early.